0: from the sports staff of the Holland Center, this is From the Press Box. With your hosts, Brian Vernellis, Dan Diadonna,
1: and Chris Zatarazny. Thank you all for joining us. We have another episode of From the Press Box, coming to you live from the second story of our beautiful downtown establishment building overlooking 8th Street here in Holland. What's so funny, Dan? <laughs>
2: it's funny. It'll be
1: beautiful <laughs> when they stop this construction. Oh, my gosh. You, you got that right. So I am Brian Bernales, Digital Director here at the Sentinel, joined by Sports Editor. Dan Diodana. And Assistant Sports Editor. Chris Zadarozny. And we have a special guest for this episode. We are joined today by uh, Caleb Essink, uh, Jr. from Hamilton High School, who,
3: I understand, covering Hawkeye sports,
1: is that the website?
3: That is the student journalism class I'm a part of. Um, we do all things Hamilton, whether it's girls' tennis to boys' basketball, we just cover the Hawkeyes.
1: So we will be obviously covering and talking a lot of high school basketball today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you guys will get your full full uh, uh, complement of a variety of high school sports today. But you guys want to talk, obviously, basketball today.
2: For sure, yeah. It's... Uh It's the postseason now. The girls' districts have started. Um, We already have... The teams dropping like flies. <laughs> um, so we've uh, first day of districts, Hamilton, uh, state ranked. Obviously, they won easily over a team that was 0 20, 1 19, 0 18. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what a, what a district opener that is. I mean, if you seeded it out, that's how it should be, actually. But um, so they, they won very easily. And then uh, Zealand East beat West Ottawa in a very epic duel um, that came down Stunning. to the last couple of minutes and uh yeah zealand East's meg morehouse scored 23 points in the second half uh to lead them that's right she's uh she's unbelievable so and she was unbelievable and that's i mean that was a pretty great game natalie dunn from west ottawa had over 20 points as well and they really uh they really battled it was an exciting game one of the most exciting girls games i've actually seen all year so that was kind of exciting but there, so west ottawa is out holland is out calvary is out black river is out and uh so we've got hamilton and zealand east advanced and then we had a few teams that had buys zealand west had a buy Zeeland west holland christian fenville yeah and saugatuck okay. so um yeah we still got plenty to go so
3: uh caleb i'm guessing you were was that, uh, at the at the game monday i was at fenville and uh uh you know, it, it sounds weird saying this, a 58-29 win, but I think there's a lot that Dan Van Hecken and his staff want to work on. Um, you look at the turnovers in that one. Uh, Hamilton had 19 turnovers against a team that hadn't had a win all year. Uh, if Hamilton wants to go as far as they want to go, they they have to take better care of the ball, and I think they will. Um, it's just weird because we get to game 21, and it's the first time in about a month and a half that Hamilton's 100% healthy. Uh, mm-hmm. And even though they are 100% healthy, uh, they did not start A.J. Ediger, <laughs> 11 points in seven minutes of action. Um, so uh, I think some of the Allendale parents in front of me were just kind of ooing and eyeing about a six-foot-three freshman. Uh, but A.J. was great last night. Um, it's not like a broken record, but Ashlyn Wolfram, uh, 16 points, nine rebounds. Uh, and Hamilton, actually, uh, we have our own player rating that we, uh, one of the math teachers at Hamilton kind of came up with and uh, if you can have two players over a 15-player rating, that's good. We have five in one game. Uh Wolfram had a 33.5-player rating, and she was just dominant last night. Um, and I don't think anyone can – I mean, I might speak too soon here, but I don't know if anyone that I've seen so far can match Wolfram. I mean, she's just a beast down low. Right, and then you add, even if you can somehow
2: match her, then you've got A.J. Aj Edgar, the freshman, and you've got Sarah Burrish there at the three-headed monster in the post that most high school teams don't even dream of, um, especially in girls' basketball, having three, um, well, Sarah, I don't know if Sarah's quite six feet, but basically three six-footer, six-footers uh, that uh, are all really good and two of them the two seniors especially are just brutal it's like watching um it's like watching lambeer and mahorn from the bad boys except they can all score very well um and but they're that physical down low and nobody even talented post players can't match um and we haven't even talked about bria scrottenborough who might be the best player on their whole team um but it's just uh it's just it's interesting. So, like, I want to get back to the point that Caleb brought up about them being 100 percent healthy. So, this freshman AJ Ediger, she had missed five games with an ankle injury, and Bria Scrottenborough had missed several games with um, an ankle, ankle injury. Ankle, yeah. uh, the assistant coach has a boot on with an ankle injury. No, uh, oh, is it is it I off for the for? coach Sigma um, but it just they it just seemed like they were just giving out walking boots left and right there for a while and the thing
3: that blew my mind it wasn't it wasn't just the contributors like the players I would like we had Allie Jennings who was out with a concussion Becca Goodman who went down like I found out the day of she was sick with an illness so literally you look at a 13 player team seven or eight of them have missed a game this year which is just crazy I don't know I've, I haven't seen that ever yeah that's a lot of people yeah
2: that's a lot of people missing time.
3: I'm envisioning the, the book you
1: guys will write, Moneyball Version, concerning <laughs> Hamilton basketball and the fact you've got a math teacher
3: that developed their own uh, what analytics and metrics for you guys. Uh, Travis Bertner, the girls' track coach, mm-hmm. has developed the longest Not uh, surprised. formula I have ever seen to calculate player rating. But I will say this, Dan. What's worse than one scroton board girl guarding you? Right, it's two. Two, girls freshman two freshman Sierra. sister Sierra 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 filled in very well and Bria was out. She played yeah. just uh, as good. Sierra, the first few games where Sierra was in, I think she was in a little bit over her head, but she has very much developed into a legitimate starting guard. Um, you know, you, and you look at that—we haven't even talked about Sally Merrill. Uh, Sally Merrill is a, gir- a girl that comes off the bench for the Hawkeyes, um, and she, on most teams, she would start.
2: Is she a freshman or a sophomore? She's a sophomore. Yeah. Then, she had a big game the other night when I was there yes. against mm-hmm. uh, uh, Zealand.
3: And then who hit two threes West. at Byron Center? Justine Bronkhorst. Right. And it, it's just the depth they have at guard is often overshadowed with what they have at forward.
2: Of course. And that's the big – well, and especially because this year, I mean, two of their three guards from last year graduated last year from their 19-1 and regular season team. So – the guard play was supposed to be the big question mark uh for the team and that question mark was uh, erased very fast absolutely i think you can compare also hamilton
0: to hope women how deep both teams are and and, and you can kind of see some similarities in their guard play and their post play and and how they how they play together as a team if you have that depth it shows how far you can
2: go in in the season and now the tournament for sure for sure they're a top 10 ranked team what are they now five something like that hope no i'm Uh, sorry hamilton 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 five or six something like that uh it's kind of changed a little bit
3: second consecutive 21 season yeah
2: and they have their leading score average as far as point average is 13 points a game they have like 13 10 9 8 7 where other teams have 17 18 16 you know that kind of that kind of those kind of numbers in girls basketball but I mean 13 and that's the freshman AJ uh but she's like I said missed a few games but that's I mean even if you thin that out a little bit you're they basically average 10 10 9 9 9 8 you know and that's ridiculous cuz you won't you won't win they don't have to have a go-to player which is unbelievable for any high school team that doesn't have to have a go-to player
3: and it's we've seen it I think it kind of speaks to what Damon Higgins developed because the first year Hamilton was really good it was Ashley Overbeek and everyone else. Mm I mean, the first year Hamilton was good. Now it's, you see, you know, top to bottom, they have a bunch of contributors, but you look at the rest of the district. uh, The first game Hamilton played against Holland Christian, they rolled them. Mm -hmm. Uh, They was, I think a 30 to 40 point blowout. The second game, even though that was the game AJ went down, Hamilton did not play well. I don't know if it was the small gym or if it was, they're just having a bad night shooting the ball, uh, but they did not play them well. And I would say Hamilton, a it's Hamilton, Holland Christian. So it's a rivalry game. You're going to have to play and B. Maddie Vanderswag is a very capable point guard for Holland Christian. She's mm-hmm. one of the best guards I've seen all year. Um, so if Hamilton does not shut her down, it it could be a game. I think Hamilton I I think Hamilton will win that one, but uh Maddie Vanderswag is going to be she's a big part of what Holland Christian does and if she gets going, look out.
2: Yeah, she's had a very up and down season. I mean, I know, I think she might have been missed a little bit of time too, but she's only she's averaging 7 points a game and that's She's their best player, and that's not that much, and it's not. It's just been a little bit inconsistent. Um, but she definitely has the ability to, uh, to crank it up a notch, and uh, that could, that definitely can be dangerous in the postseason. But this district is so like schizophrenic. So we've got Hamilton state ranked, and then we've got Holland Christian, who is just as big. Uh, an even bigger school but they're having an off year for them i think they're like four and 16 right or six and 14 six. seven and yeah, 13 doesn't, something doesn't like that it, but i so, I've talked with heather swearing go the coach after some
0: games and they played almost a full game but it's just parts that they're missing if they can put it together a full game they're a complete team
2: right and then so then you had allendale who was winless and then you have fenville who's what two and 18 um, yeah. And they're playing Holland Christian, and Fenville is quite a bit smaller than Holland Christian. They're quite a bit smaller than Hamilton too, and they they've moved up to Class B the last couple years. But they've Fenville moved over from the um, Hopkins Wayland district. To now being in this district here, and they're hosting it this time. It's just it's just such a weird group of teams to look at. Like, you don't, you don't normally see that. Christian. Yeah, and you need Christian. Yeah, and they're right in the middle of okay. as far as size wise, and uh, they probably were about you know about ten and ten kind of a team. So it's it's one of the weirder districts. Like even the like the Class A district, they're all the teams are about the same. They're all you know have a slight winning record uh you know they're 12 and 8 or they're 11 and 9 i mean, zealandese had a little bit better record but they're all the same size teams that'll just beat up on each other and this is just just one of the weirdest things to have two to have one team so good two teams so bad and two teams in the middle of everything like but having down years for them it's it's just a weird year and that's that might take a lot of the excitement out of the district, but at the same well, time, I don't know if Hamilton really wants any excitement in the district. And, the, and the, thing
3: you, the thing you add to the district that isn't there is I talk a lot about with some people at Hamilton, you know, there's a lot of gyms in high school basketball that just don't have character. It's just bleachers and basketball hoops. Mm-hmm. The Fenville Gymnasium has character. Oh, absolutely. There was, I think last night, probably like 260 people there, but it was rocking. It was loud. It was, I mean... I just imagine what's going to be back like for district championship
2: game. For sure. You're right on top of the action there. And there's so many great players. We've had all state players there, legends, Hall of Famers like Richie Jordan play there. Obviously, Wes Leonard's last game was right on that floor, um, which gives it the historical um, the historical feel um, for a lot of people in Fenville. But it's just, it is, you're right on top of the action there. And it is. It's a small school, but you don't feel sometimes you go to a small school, like Caleb said, and you just feel like, oh my gosh, what a this stinks, you know, or this is so little or this is so dungeony or whatever. You don't get that feel of Fenville at all. You feel
1: like you're in the right place, right? Uh, moving from girls to boys, uh, I don't know if you guys want to talk some boys games, sure.
2: Um, yeah. The boys' districts start next Monday. Um, they, there's a They have a couple of tune-ups. Some teams have a couple tune-ups, uh, non-conference tune-ups this week. But, um, yeah, the the boys' districts are going to be really interesting. Like, I don't think – I think the most interesting girls' matchup was the one last night, the opener, Zeeland East and West Ottawa, as far as the local teams go. Um, but the boys' teams, they're all going to be interesting. Um, like, Fenville plays Holland Christian – no, they play Unity Christian. Fenville has
3: the bye, and they play the winner of, of Hamilton Unity. Hamilton yeah. and Unity
2: Christian, right. And then, but they could play Holland Christian and Unity Christian back-to-back. And Unity Christian is really, really good, the boys' team. And that's going to be tough for anybody to beat them. But but Fenville being in this group for the boys is not the same as Fenville being in this group for the girls. Um, their boys' team has you know been uh, – I think they finished second place this year, but they were three years in a row SAC champions before that. They got plenty of talent. Um, and they got they got some good depth too so it's not there this is not going to be a size mismatch i mean unity it's going to be a mismatch anyway because they've won the okay green two years in a row and they went undefeated
3: both i don't think they lost they, i know they didn't uh, lose a game this year in the right
2: and i think they I don't think they lost one last year either so um it's it's good that's gonna be a tough matchup but other than that everybody's pretty evenly matched um, so it'll be interesting to see
3: well and like unity is just so tough they got players like Tj vancouver and he's just unstoppable it seems like at times and unity in my opinion and of all the high school basketball i've seen in my three years broadcasting rambleton they play the purest form of basketball i mean they always seem to get a wide open shot even though you're wondering how the heck did they get we were playing the perfect defense they still find a way to get an open shot um the one thing i'll say though is holland christian i think can get them if they play if they're on um chris Machma. You know Vince Overway Vince Overway is he's due for a big game in the district and I and he's a very talented basketball player so I think if Holland Christian catches him on the right night and plays their brand of basketball I would not be surprised if the Maroons come out of this district
2: yeah it's it's true the, like especially when you think about like you were saying unity's pure pure basketball what they do is they do like what the Spurs and the old the old Pistons the second bad boys Pistons do. They take the air out of the ball and out of the gym and they slow everything way down. They play good defense and they will they will just hold you to a low I mean they they could I, I watched a game a couple years ago, it was probably three years ago, when they were still they were still there. Zealand East was really good. They played Zealand East and I feel like they beat Zeeland East. Like, like twenty eight to nineteen or something like that in a full boys game. Like it was like something like that thirty five to twenty something. It was like it seemed like a bad girls score, but it was a boys score between the two top teams in the league, and that's what they do. They they will. They will dictate the pace and they will dictate everything now Holland Christian has the ability to play both fast and slow, so that does give them a really good chance. Um, but' it's, it's very difficult if, they, if, if unity hits, hits a couple of shots and their defense just slows everything down, it gets very difficult for the opponents and very frustrating for the opponents and they, they really just they just kind of make you pull your hair out.:
3: Well, and uh, you know talking a little bit about the Hawkeyes. Um, it's been a struggle for them this year, but I think they—they're such a young team this year. Uh, they have only three seniors on the team, only one that sees significant action, and zero that start. Uh, and they're such a young team. I think they've got—I mean, they've got Brad Osborne, who's yeah, a, he's beast. a good player, yeah. Uh, and you've got also got guards like Jaden Greeneye, Jacob Fisher, a really good baseball player, and Bobby Tasma, who can shoot it. Um, you know, it's—I think the pieces are there for them to. Uh, Maybe give unity a little bit of a game this year i think next year is going to be the year you look at them uh to make a significant run i know in hamilton people have been talking a long time about getting that district championship it's been 31 years since our last district so um i think the pieces are there for uh coach hovard and his crew but uh you know it's just that they're so young this year and they just haven't had the pieces to close out games
0: right i've seen um, promise from growing Hyde and osborne they've both played really great games at times i've seen them play against zealand east and they were i mean we were both there Mm -hmm. and we saw how good they played up against you know clayton Dykehouse and his crew that it's a really good team um so yeah they certainly have promise for next year
2: yeah it kind of reminds me of how holland christian's been the last couple years and then this year they've kind of been able to put it together it seems like hamilton could be on that path
3: well if you look at the a district in uh class a district it's kind of like a similar story not as dramatic of a gap of students, but if you look at the A district, uh, Zealand West, their first year in class A, um, could not have gotten a worse draw. Right. They play West <laughs> Ottawa in the first round. Um, state ranked. Yeah. Uh, you know, Zachary Wade. You know. Um, I believe
0: they're ninth in the state right now. Yeah. yeah and West Ottawa. Won, lost. Twice.
3: And it, correct me if I'm wrong. District is at West Ottawa. Uh,
0: yeah, it is. It is at West Ottawa, but the openers are going to be at the schools that are like. Zealand East is playing Hudsonville at Hudsonville, and Holland's playing Jennison at Jenison, and then those games will move to West Ottawa, I believe. I think the next the boys' ones at
2: Hudsonville. Is it Hudsonville?
0: Yeah.
3: And But, uh,
2: you know... It you, is at Hudsonville, correct. Yeah. yeah, the girls' ones at West Ottawa. So if you, don't, if
3: don't. you look at the A district, though, you've got Zealand West, who's... I uh, have them down as 10-8. and 8. Uh, I don't know what they're... I assume they might... I mean, best 12-8, and 8, worst 10-10. and 10. Uh, Improvement from last year. Uh, they're finally starting to get things going. Um West Ottawa, obviously the heavy favorite coming into this one. Uh, but you've also got Zealand East, and <laughs> Zeeland East is like the definition of a streaky team. You bet. 0-5, uh, won, I believe, five or six straight. I've mm-hmm. lost a few since then, then won a few. Um, but they they've can- had
2: three streaks of at least five. Yep. yep. Loss, right. win, loss. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I- that's weird. <laughs>
3: I have not seen anything like that. Um, but they have Hudsonville in the first round, and uh, Hudsonville knows how to win in March. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a good program. I do think I think Zelandies can get past him. Um, I'm really looking forward to if Holland can beat Jenison, which who knows. But if Holland can beat Jenison, uh, that second round matchup between Holland and Zealandies—the one thing I'm nervous about—if you're a Holland fan—is Holland has not won away from the Dutch dome this year. Uh, all of their victories have come at home. Uh, it's a hard place to play, but what what are you going to do, you know, in districts when you're not at home?
2: Right, for sure. And it's—I mean—I don't think anybody beats West Otto in that district um, mm-hmm. either. But that's—it's still. It's gonna be quite the you know the beat down to get to get to that point to see who gets to the final but yeah Zealand West first year in A and oh oh by the way you get West Ottawa first the best team in our area uh, one of the best teams in West Michigan yeah that'll that'll work out well.
1: Well let's move from high school to college and I know uh, hope had a rather um, what's a great word to use interesting <laughs> weekend they came home with two. <laughs> Titles, uh, the women won uh, over at DeVos, and the guys were in Olivet, mm-hmm. and they brought home a MiwA championship as well. We kind of figured the women would have a really good shot. To Do the does the men winning? Does that kind of maybe surprise you? But uh, I don't know if uh, surprise is the right word. Right. They,
2: I mean, they they got they, they got, were they, got yeah. they were co-champs of the yeah, regular season with Olivet. Right. They split home and home. Uh, but they got clobbered at Olivet, but they still were the most talented team, top to bottom in the in the league. I mean, Olivet obviously had it had a lot of that talent, top to bottom too. But um, hope is kind of streaky too. If you get right. the pieces that the the guard play is going to be elite, no matter what. If you get some other pieces going, they're tough to stop, and that's going to be the same thing. So it doesn't really surprise me. But that's going to, they're going to Augustana. Um, which is uh, a four and a half hour bus ride. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> uh, Round Rock, Illinois, right across from the Iowa, like in the Quad Cities there. Right. Um, so, but they've been there before. They had to. They went there. I feel like a couple years ago, when Augustana was number one, and they played them real tough um, and almost beat them. But uh, they're they're playing Augsburg, who I have actually never heard of. Which Neither is saying I. something because I've been covering Hope a long time and all their postseason stuff, men and women. I've never really heard of them. I, I I thought it was, honestly, thought it was a miss. Yeah, I thought it was a miss thing. I thought I was like somebody put, you know, Wartburg and Augustana together to make Augsburg. Um, so I don't. I honestly don't really know a lot about them. Uh, but uh, I mean, it, to me, it really doesn't matter who they're playing if they get some help, some offensive help that's not from the guards. They're going to do well because they can rebound, they can they can defend, they can play their guard play is elite, um, but that's going to be the key to their every every game. We started, we talked about it from the beginning. Is the po- what's going to happen in the post, and if you get any of that, then that's good. I mean, Preston Granger's played really well since moving into the starting lineup. Dennis Towns is a rebounding machine. If they can give you, if they can each, you know, get throw in eight points, you know, that's a huge. Uh, a huge one you got two guards that are averaging close to 20 um and then you got teddy ray too i mean the small forward who can do the same thing so um you got riley
0: lewis off the bench come and played really well right you were at the game i believe right Uh, on saturday what did you see uh
3: well i watched it online but i I was still checked into the game and riley lewis played with a swagger i haven't seen from a hope player in a long time Every time he was hitting threes, he was, you know, putting the three up. And he was, I mean, he kept Hope in that game. Hope had like about, I think he had like an 18-point lead at one time. And Riley Lewis had hit like two or three consecutive threes. And uh, Jason Beckman had 32 points. Um, I love Beckman. I think he's one of the best players in the MIAA, but he had 19 free throws. So I don't want to discount what he uh, did in that game. But uh, Riley Lewis, in my opinion, was the MVP of that game. For sure. Well, that's Jason
2: Beckman's M.O. He gets the line. at what, 93, 94% free throw. He was the best in the country I think country he's number two while. in the country at free oh, throw percentage God. made. So, you know. It's it, all got to come together for It Hope, can though. come. I mean, it can do it. I mean, Meg Morehouse yeah. did that last night. I mean, she had 23 of her 27 in the second half, and yeah. she hit four, 14 of her 16 free throws. That's going to get it done. So, it's just kind of interesting. So, I think, I mean, I think Hope's got a good chance to win the opener. I think... Playing if they move on and play Augustana at Augustana, that's always very difficult um, for any team. I mean, obviously on paper they're supposed to lose that game because that's why how you host, right? Um, But they, I mean, if they get some good play in the post, they they really can beat anybody. I know it sounds corny, but we've seen every level of them. We've seen them where they look like one of the top ten teams in the country. We've seen them where they look awful, and we've seen every part of the spectrum in the middle i mean they've they've done it all so now they know the formula right. they know what won't work they know what will work if they can put it all together they can make a run but um i mean i would say don't be surprised if they win friday uh, for sure
0: yeah. so it's at p.m central time so six thirty eastern time uh game
1: for the hope men and chris you were there uh for the women's game talk well, about it's friday and saturday
0: yes
2: it's it time over time over time over
0: time yeah, overtime, overtime. yeah. Talk Chris, about
2: too bad Chris didn't get any overtime for that. <laughs> oh, I
0: know. It's, <laughs> talk about just just heart stopping basketball. It was incredible to watch both nights. Um, I wasn't surprised to see Hope beat Calvin. Um, just they've done it before, but it was a close game and, and to force overtime and and just get there, crazy. But Saturday's game was even crazier. I think um, we saw Hope beat Calvin on a last second buzzer beater layup by by uh, Frankie Buchanan uh, at Van Orda Arena like three weeks ago. And I thought that was one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. Saturday's game was much better than that. Really? And the reason is because of the comeback. They were down by 16 points in the first half, 20-something, uh, four, whatever it was. Um, they came back within eight points at, at halftime, and they knew they were within striking distance. And they said they didn't focus on you know what they didn't do wrong. They focused on what they did right. And stopping trying at times, they could build off that. And then they... They had a heck of a third quarter where they led by one going into the fourth, 39-38. And then it was just back-and-forth basketball the rest of the way. Um, competitive basketball, defensive basketball. Getting baskets was difficult, but they, they got them. And the last, I think, 30 seconds, it was basket, 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 trying, hope, trying, or something like that. And Hope made, again, a last-second basket to force overtime. And then in overtime, they outscored them 6-2. to two. You're outscoring trying one of the best defenses in the country 6-2. to two.
2: Yeah, the thing that has just I mean after watching the highlights, after watching some of the streaming and reading Chris's exquisite reporting on all these games here, starting with the game at Calvin and then these last two is I reading the story, seeing what I saw, looking at the box score, everything like that. I think they should have lost all three of those games. They and that's what been. makes yeah. them so what's makes it so impressive. Um, because that's what happens in the
3: tournament. In the game at Venord, Hope, if you I mean, there was some savage there, but Hope scored four points in 2.8 seconds. I yes. mean, if you count the timeouts. Unheard of. Four yeah. points in 2.8 seconds to win the game. Yeah. They
1: like got Reggie Miller playing
2: for Yeah, him? I know, right? It's Miller time.
1: Um, Actually, it's, it's Madison the, Gears. Yeah, it's Gears
2: time. They get the Gears rolling. that's their, you know, it's not Miller time. Trademark. It's Gears She's yeah,
0: become it's the clutch a shooter for them. Copyright. Other than Kennedy Schoonveld out of Holland Christian freshman, Madison Gears has taken some of these shots for them, and, and made them, whether it's on the free throw line, a three-pointer. She made the uh, game-tying basket to force overtime with like one-something left in the, in the game on, on Saturday. And she's right. trying. Yeah. Inbound pass under the basket. Seemed like and Boom.
1: Right. And, so, yeah. Chris, looking forward. I mean, they've, they're have they going to be at home for the first round. They're
2: going to be at home for the first round. And if they win the second round also. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh,
1: w- w- Looking to your crystal ball, how do you see? See, we can trademark right that to his Chris...
2: Tolball. Chris. I like it. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> We'll get back on track here. You got me second. going. You got me going there. Oh boy. So, looking into your Chris Tolball. Uh happening. It's happening. what's um, yeah, you know what? Who is the Car- the Carson guy? Karnak. <laughs> 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 um, so Caleb's looking at us like what are these old men talking about? <laughs> um you know, you you look at their first round. Uh, uh, they, they have a great chance of getting. I'm, I'm assuming they're going to have a great chance of getting out of this.
0: They they absolutely do. Yeah, all these three other teams are are conference winners. Um, they're all really good teams, but they're not as good as hope. Um, based on the rankings, no one's up there with them. Wheaton's a good team. They might get to the to the. Saturday game with They play this year? Did they play Wheaton Um, this year? They did not. They had to cancel that Oh, that was the game game they had to cancel. Because of the scheduling issue. Right. So Washington, St. Louis plays Wheaton at 5.30 and Hope plays Cornell College at 7.30 and then both team whoever the winners of both games will meet at 7 p.m. on Saturday at DeVos. Those times were just released today about 20 minutes
2: ago. So the funny story. Okay, so first of all I agree with you. I think that on paper I think that the matchups they will face and the way they know the teams they will face it shouldn't be Harder than Calvin and trying back to back. That's right. yeah. yeah. It should not be harder than that. But at the same time, we were just, we were talking about this earlier uh, last week. As far as the, when we Chris's story about home court for Hope the Hope Women, they've only lost eight, 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 eight games. games in ten years on their home court. Wash Washu and Wheaton each have one of those. Yes, they do. So the other two teams that are playing each other, um, Wash U beat them in that second round at home um maybe five years ago something like that um, 2011 i think it was right and wheaton has also had one of those calvin has two of them trying has and albion one has one and trying has a couple so it's uh it's amazing home how the home court advantage is there for uh for the the women that's not quite there for the men so uh but they still should it should be easier than last week yeah you would think Talked,
0: I talked in his brief conversations with Brian Morehouse after the game because I was on a really tight deadline <laughs> after the overtime. I was scrambling to get a story in. Uh, we did get it in out of, out of just sheer craziness. But he said he has not played in more close games this season than in his whole career. He's been coaching for 22 years. And he's saying that he's coached more close games this season than any other year he's coached com- maybe combined
3: will speak to this for a few years there in the 2000s it was play a close game with calvin and then roll through the rest of the miaa for both teams yeah, yeah. and then
2: you knew they were getting a th- you you knew they were playing in the miaa title game against each other again and it was i think there was only one time where they in 12 years where they did not play in the miaa final against each other so yeah there's other teams actually a factor now which is which is good and they're playing uh you know better non-conference teams so here's what I see based on the brackets that I was looking at
0: briefly yesterday, just from the women's side. Hope will not face uh, a team ranked as high as them because they're fourth. Obviously, there's only three other teams ahead of them. They'll f- they have Thomas Moore is ahead of them, Wartburg, and Amherst. Uh, Amherst, they could meet them in the semifinal. They could also meet Thomas Moore, I think I said that, um, in the sectional final. Um, outside of that, they got a pretty
2: relatively easy path to the sectional final and then to the semis. So, Chris, did you get all that in his crystal ball? He's predicting at least the Sweet 16 for the Hope women. That's what the sectional final is. That's when they would play Thomas right. Moore. Right. Okay. Sounds like a prediction to me. If they get
0: past Thomas Moore, which is very possible they played him last year, they upset him um, on the road at Thomas Moore, which is incredible, um, so they know what to expect from that, from that game down the road, um, they could be playing in a, in a Final Four um, come mid-March that'd be fantastic. It,
2: I mean it's hard to pick against a team that's ranked fourth making the right. final yeah. four but yeah, yeah. at the same time but you never know. Exactly. In these, Especially in Division, Division 3. three. Yeah. 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 Like Am- Amherst is <laughs> Amherst was in the final four. We had the final four here at Hope four times in 6 years and Amherst made it all four times and they lost every the first game every single time. And they lost the third – they do a third-place game in Division Three. They lost the third-place game every time. They lost all six games on DeVos. That's on a the long way to come to go awful. to lose twice. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure they'll take it. Hope themselves yeah. lost three of those times in the Elite Eight with one one win away from hosting the Final Four. Mm-hmm. And they lost all three times mm-hmm. in the Elite Eight.
3: At Wisconsin Whitewater,
2: that was brutal. I went all the way to Whitewater for that. Ooh. Well, the Final Four this year is in Rochester, Minnesota, so yeah. everybody knows. Yes, so that should make it better, easier for them. Yeah. Hope's made when Hope has made the Final Four it was in Springfield, Massachusetts, and uh, at Washu, I think in St. Louis.
1: Okay, so any? Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up here. We're about thirty minutes in.
3: Final thoughts, Caleb. I'm going to quick give a plug here. Uh, congratulations to uh, Hamilton Guard and uh, runner Audrey Fryhoff. Uh, signed with Nebraska to run there so I'm just going to give a quick plug to that
2: yeah kind of exciting her is, older yeah. brother and sister already run there so all three siblings will be running at Nebraska
3: and Nebraska that's There's pretty some cool fun stories next year when that starts
2: up yeah definitely
0: uh, we have Chris seven Stan? wrestlers competing in the individual, sta- individual state finals this weekend at Ford Field um, three from Holland one from Zealand West one from Zealand East and two from
2: Hamilton and next week we'll be talking much more about swimming for all you swim fans as we approach the state <laughs> meet <laughs>
1: I think that'd be a given, you know. Just because yeah. just it's Dan's
2: expertise.
0: Uh,
1: yes, you know. yes, it is, and they're pretty good here. Well, thank you all for listening. I think that'll about do it. So, uh, on behalf of Dan Donna. sorry, did no, I sorry. Mean to c- no, no, it's cut all you good. off. Yeah, thank you, and Chris Adderazner. and I think that'll do it. So, thank you all for listening. This is from the press box. We will see you next week.